0: Emergency. what is your location? Woo. Woo. Rescue radio, cuz there's a war for your soul.
1: I thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross, for taking that victory as well, taking the victory over death and the grave, over Satan's attempts to plot against the salvation of the kingdom of God. And so I thank you for the kingdom of God. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, O Lord God, on earth as it's being done and declared in heaven. And let us not be afraid. Let us not grow weary in well-doing. Let us not become confused or divided or filled with distractions, Lord God, as Satan would so desire but that we will stay focused and follow through and complete the work that you've called us to. We thank you, Father, for wisdom and counsel. We thank you for giving every one of us eyes to see, not ears to hear, and a heart, not to be afraid, but to be more and more convinced, more and more um, strong in the fullness of the power of your might, your faithfulness to complete your work in us. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to Rescue Word Radio. And just before we get started, I would like to remind everybody, because I always forget to remind you, so... (laughs) That you should check out our website, liferecovery.com. There's a lot of good stuff on there, a lot of encouraging stuff, a lot of uh, stuff that will help you understand. There's CDs, there's books, there's uh, just the latest book, uh, Generational Curses and Diagnosing Your Family Tree. And people say, well, what's that got to do with anything? Well, it tells the story. It's really the DNA. It's already the plot that's formed against you and to understand the patterns of destruction so that you can find, as the Lord leads us, to find the lie, to undo the lie and walk in the truth because it is the truth that sets you free. And a lot of people are suffering needlessly in their bloodlines, in their lives, because they don't realize the plots and patterns that have been formulated against them. By the enemy, so that's one of the books we just uh, got. That one available, diagnosing your family tree. So check it out and uh be use these things because we need to encourage one another in these days. And speaking of courage,
0: speaking of courage, yeah, yes, courage know, you know, in know, the fight, right? We need to have courage in the fight. Anybody that's in a um, facing difficulties and anybody Any, that's you know whether it's in. Um, in sports in work in life and church in the spiritual warfare that we in you ha- you have to have courage. Ha- courage keeps you going really and um, we have to have courage in this great fight and and the Apostle Paul knew that uh, mm-hmm. in first Corinthians chapter 16 verses 13 and 14 two short verses, but it's packed with like five basic things um, that we need to be aware of in our day. He says watch, Stand fast in the faith, be brave, be strong, and let all that you do be done with love.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, watch. That was what Luke said too, didn't he? Um, Watch and pray, um, uh, you know, because the day is coming. And and Jesus described that day of the the coming of the Lord as, uh, you know, a day of terror and dread. Well,
0: he said, uh, watch and pray. Uh, you know, the, remember the uh, disciples uh, fell asleep yep. when he was praying there in, in yeah, Gethsemane? Yeah, praying. He said, uh, Matthew twenty six forty one: watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The mm-hmm. spirit is willing.
1: But uh, the flesh is weak. But the flesh yeah.
0: is weak. So, and another thing too, he said, in the last days, you need to be watchful for yeah. the coming of the Lord. Yeah. For, for when he returns, be alert. Mm-hmm. um he said, "You know, be steadfast." Paul wrote First Corinthians fifteen. Uh, I think it's fifty-six. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for you, as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So he said, "Watch, mm-hmm. be be alert. Don't 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 go to sleep. Be vigilant. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep awake, uh, looking for the return of the Lord." And and uh, there are things that. That yeah, put us and, to sleep in well, Luke 21. Luke 21, th- yeah, 34, and, he says,
1: But take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing or drunkenness and the cares of this life, and that day come upon you unexpectedly. Now, let, let's just look at that for a minute. It'll come as a snare upon all those who dwell upon the face of the whole earth. Watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things and come to pass that come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Now notice here in these couple three verses, he's really telling us about something that's going on all the time behind the scenes while you're living in it, and sometimes we don't even see it by saying. This, there's something going on that's causing people. People are carousing, they're getting fearful, they're looking for escapes, they're doing stuff, they're responding to something. What are they responding to? The snare is what we're responding to. It's come upon the whole earth, those who dwell on earth. He said, Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation because what this snare is, is the plot uh, against humankind that we kind of get used to and we don't even think about there being a real plot or a real plan uh, of the enemy. So when when Paul was talking uh, in Acts about the whole council of God, he was not just talking about the gospel. I believe he was talking about the, the context of the gospel. The gospel was laid into a very treacherous um, uh, plot going on in the midst of all of it. Against the human race. So the gospel was laid right inside of this treacherous plan to kill, destroy, and deceive, to bring the kingdom of, of hell, the kingdom of darkness, uh, to establish that kingdom on the earth. So the war is between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness. And, you know, there's this constant back and forth to establish truth and salvation in the midst of destruction.
0: Well, it's an invisible war that has visible manifestations. And
1: it's an invisible kingdom, too, that has yeah. visible manifestations, and through the people who are part of that kingdom, to love one another, forgive, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I think people forget the context of this, what's really, you know, you, you we lose sight of the bigger picture. We're so swept up into the day, day-to-day and the schedule of the day and what I'm going to have for supper tonight and, and, you know, who's coming over and what do I have to do and all of these little daily distractions take away from us the the power and the impact of the true spiritual war thy kingdom come thy will be done this kingdom of god is moving in and and god wants to move into and invade the kingdom of darkness through us
0: yeah and even the daily duties that we have you know uh, not things that are not sinful you know that just yeah. just working taking care of the family taking care of the house all that stuff is um, we we need to look at that as related to eternity, right? That, that what exactly. we do there, at, we do it as unto the Lord. So right. worship is not twenty minutes of singing songs.
1: Worship might be on doing Sunday. your dishes. <laughs> worship is doing the dishes, cleaning yeah, right. the
0: toilet, mowing the yard, praising uh, God, thanking the kids. yes, all everything we do, uh, everything we are, and everything we do unto the Lord mm-hmm. is.
1: Well, and everything we do unto the Lord also strengthens the kingdom of God and gives us courage and, and encourages other people. And so, but what, one of the problems when we look at battles and we look at uh, God commissioning people to go forward in battle, we look at Joshua and first a good example. And, you know, there had been much uh, history previous to Joshua, um, you know, the plagues and the, the Red Sea. Joshua was in on a lot of that stuff but he wasn't the actual leader and now we're seeing as we're transitioning Moses is giving uh, the leadership over to Joshua and what does God say to Joshua he says um he says to go out and conquer the land he says be strong be be courageous um I go before you um Joshua 1 let's see this this is very these are the battle instructions for Joshua but Joshua knew his battle he had it was the land to conquer the giants, to go in, to take him out. So it was very clearly laid out for It wasn't easy, but at least it was very tangible.
0: Yeah, and and if you go back and you, you can read in Joshua 1, but I, just Joshua, uh, Deuteronomy 31, 6, just before that, the words of Moses, Moses says, you know what, I'm going to be dying now. You're, it's time for you to take over. It's a transition. Mm-hmm. The old guard's going, the new guard's coming in. Be strong, Deuteronomy thirty-one six. be strong and of good courage. Right. Do not fear nor be afraid of them, mm-hmm. these enemies that he was going to come against and conquer, actually. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you.
1: Goes before you, yeah.
0: That's true for us today. He goes with us. He won't leave us. He won't forsake us. Then Moses called Joshua and said to him in the sight of all Israel. Be strong and of good courage, for you must go with this people to the land which the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you shall cause them to inherit it. And the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. Yeah. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear nor be as dismayed. So he's repeating this, right. and it's repeated again in Joshua right. in chapter 1. There's a lot six, of repetition. Says, be strong be and of strong.
1: Yeah, good courage. The the peace be strong and of courage. I think the courage is the strength. Courage is you don't waver, you don't di- become depressed or divided or disillusioned or uh, di- downcast. You be, can't you refresh yourself, encourage yourself in the Lord. And this is with our battle too. We can't look at all the things going on around us and be encouraged. What you have to do is look at the Lord and stay in the Word and not be uh, tr- tricked or deceived into. Uh, becoming negative or hopeless, there's no reason to be negative or hopeless or divided or in, at all, because the Word of God is full of what He says is happening and going to happen. It's it's going to happen as as well as the sun came up this morning. It is going to happen, and so we don't need to go with the you know the, the double mindedness, the negativity, the mumbling, the murmuring, the grumbling, the complaining. That's being discouraged. And courage means you're going to focus and follow through. When God said to Joshua, be strong and of good courage, for this peop- for to this people you shall divide an inheritance. That's your job. We are also working with Jesus Christ, participating with him to divide an inheritance to the, those who belong to the kingdom of God. And he says, be strong, very courageous. Um, observe all the things in the law which I've told you to do. Um, be strong and of good courage. He said it three times. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. Even when God was talking to Jeremiah, He said, "Don't even look at their faces, for God, for your the Lord your God will with, is with you wherever you go." If we understood this, now we are also commissioned into an interesting battle. Now, how I see it, Joshua was being sent back to go after the the um, the giants, as we know, um, and those giants had reappeared. After the flood and they kind of congregated In the promised land of all places Isn't that interesting The very place that God gave Abraham Is the place Satan sent all these This population of giants to spring up And to, to dwell in And inhabit and take over And us, usurp the, the gift and the promise of God uh, The devil planted his Best warriors The giants, the Nephilim Right there And so Joshua had these physical giants Um, to go after, and it was like, okay, I see them. They're big. They're they're intimidating. They're scary. Um, They've got extra superpowers. The giants did have superpowers. You know, they really did. They built Jericho, and you know, the stones and the walls of Jericho were not (laughs) something we could even move today with our equipment. And so they were up against intimidations to the max. I mean, you could just say there is no way no way and no way but god just said yeah but i just opened up the red sea for you that wasn't so hard for me was it will this be so hard just hang with me on this and so and then god had the funniest ways of doing battle i mean he has them march around with their worshipers and their trumpet blowers and their uh whatever and so it just it took the walls down and it was an easy battle.
0: Well, you know, what Israel wandered in the wilderness for 40 years because they refused to go into the land, the, the spies, 10 of the 12 spies that had gone into the land, wait, they're going back now, um, at the beginning of kind of Joshua's ministry, 10 of the 12 said, you know what? We can't do it. There's too many giants. Mm-hmm. Joshua and Caleb said, yes, we can, yes, we can, yes, we can. And so, but the people refused to go in. And what happened? The consequence was wandering in the wilderness. If you see it, it's a circle. Mm-hmm. They wandered in circles for 40 years till that old generation died off. And the new generation, Joshua mm-hmm. and Caleb were part of the old generation, but not as far as unbelievable and but grumbling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had the faith. They had the strength. They kept themselves encouraged. If you think of all these grumbling Israelites for forty years, uh, and then people dying, the whole generation died off. Probably, you know, maybe several million people died off uh, during those forty years. But Joshua and Caleb kept their encourage. They encouraged themselves. Well, they stayed in the Word. They 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 knew the law. They mm-hmm. knew the Word, mm-hmm. and they 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 knew the promise of God that there is going to be this land. But forty years encouraging yourself in the Lord, like David did when he had faced a horrible crisis. He had to
1: survive 40 years of mumbling, complaining, and his friends all dying before he was purified, qualified, and able at that time point in time to take the leadership. So that was kind of interesting. We could be in a 40-year process of purification on sanctification and uh, refining as well. And it's interesting now that the giants have returned. And really, I don't think we realize that they have returned. Actually, they never, never left.
0: So what exactly are you saying there when you're saying that the giants have returned?
1: Well, I really truly believe that the Nephilim have repopulated the earth and um, returned. Uh, So,
0: now, again, the Nephilim, some people listening today might not know anything about Nephilim.
1: Well, many people are saying, oh, in the last days, you know, Jesus said in the days, as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Well, in the days of Noah, the giants, right before the flood, the giants were there, and that's why we had the flood to get rid of them. However, all flesh died, but spirits did not. So the Nephilim were spirits, that had come from uh, and were roaming on the earth even in that time to corrupt the people, entice the people, seduce the people, uh, work for the kingdom of hell to bring forth destruction. And so when the flood came, the people died. The, the corrupt DNA was washed away, and we had another restart on the human race with Noah. But the thing is that the Nephilim did not die. And so what happened is we saw them return with David and the giants and that sort of thing. But now... We also see there's another critical moment. Uh, that was the the critical moment of putting them in the promised land or trying to keep the God's promises from being fulfilled and God's people getting in the promised land. Now there's another critical moment. I believe the Nephilim, the spirit of the Nephilim, the spirit of the giants that were born, uh, they have superior intelligence. They have superior cunning, resources, powers, all kinds of things, not more than God, but very much more than us. That they have come back into the picture, uh, and we need to see that what we're up against is similar to what Josh was up against. When Jesus came, he started when he t- when he came the first time. He started the process of the return of his of his uh, to his kingdom, to the return of the king. When he was born, he had initiated it. He um, imparted the Holy Spirit. He gave us directives to. Stand to bring forth the kingdom of God, to to uh, preach the gospel, to make uh, uh, disciples of all nations. And now we're seeing at the culmination of the year, of the age, the age of grace. The culmination. The plot for evil is sinister and thick and suffocating and terrible. But the the people who are being in you know held held in these places of wickedness and power and incredible evil and astonishing you know be shocking. Bloodthirsty, flesh-eating um, power and political uh, position, and having incorporated the tentacles of all kinds of uh, news outlets and information, you know, binding and mm. and controlling. This is demonic. These people are empowered with Nephilim spirits. They're not just human beings that have gone crabby and bad these, these, the, the, see, when we, how do we, how does this happen? How does a, how does a demon take over a person? By you agreeing, being weak, giving permission, using their solutions, um, following their lies. And eventually they grow, grow, grow. And you shrink, shrink, shrink. You lose control of your own life. The devil takes over these, uh, these spirits. They're, 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 uh, they have personalities. They're entities with personalities, with powers, with agendas, but they do not appear. They don't have bodies. They have appetites, but no bodies. And so they're, they have intelligence and they know how to manipulate human beings because, in fact, they are kind of part human because they came from human mothers. So they're very, very diabolical, and I believe the Nephilim are here, and that's why we say, oh, how can these people do this, and how come they never get taken down, and how come they get by with all this, and how come, how come? It's because they're empowered by the the kingdom of hell, and they are the Nephilim.
0: Yeah, Ephesians 6.12 says, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. So our main uh, enemy is not just human beings, but it's the spirits that are operating over and above and through human beings who have yielded themselves consciously or unconsciously to these principalities, powers, powers, Mm -hmm. rulers of darkness of this age, Against spiritual hosts of wickedness in, in the heavenly places. Let
1: me just—can I say something about those those divisions? Um, They're divisions. They're military divisions, if you will, in the, the uh, in the arenas that we fight. The kingdom of God—that's you and I—and the Holy Spirit and the angels of God—are fighting against the kingdom of darkness. And He says, "Be strong." Again, look at here, verse ten: "Be strong in the Lord." In the powers. don't wimp out and don't take on this battle yourself. You can't. We got to abide in Jesus Christ and do go where he says, go do what he says. But anyway, put on the whole armor of God. Now a lot of people say, put it on. Oh, I forgot to put my armor on today. Um, Just leave it on. Okay. Don't take the helmet of salvation off when you go to sleep at night. It doesn't make any sense. Okay. That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, the scheming, the treachery, the plots, you know he 's smarter than we are the demonic i 'm not match for the devil's intelligence, and neither are you, but the Lord God is, and He knows how to lead us into the place of victory and it may look just foolish to us, so we don 't wrestle against flesh and blood, but we but flesh and blood are being pitted against one another. Satan is trying to make us well he he can 't do it any other way he has got to get us to kill ourselves to you know, take after each other. He can't do anything to us unless he gets us to agree with him. And then he try, uh, tricks and plots and turns us against one another. So when you're fighting a flesh and blood human being, you think you're going to win something? You're losing. You're both losing. He's not your enemy. You're not even in the right ballpark. You're barking up the wrong tree. The coon isn't in that tree, dog. Let's go. <laughs> the dogs bark up the wrong That's where you get that saying from. Anyway, so we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So don't do that. Don't be tricked into being mad at one another. Don't be tricked into falling for the plots of being divisive, being uh, offended. It says in the last days, the love of many would grow cold lawlessness would increase and many would then hatred, offense. This, we're in the end days if for no other reason. That is the sign. Every sa-
0: look around, yeah, everybody is offended about. But who's every doing that? Thing. Satan, Satan, yes. and
1: Satan. He through his nephilim cunning spirits, he's setting us up, throwing us against one another, getting us offended, dividing us on every possible subject matter, making up subjects to divide us on. I mean, he just wants division because that's destruction. When you when an army is divided, when a house is divided, it will not stand. And Satan knows that. And Jesus told us, Satan knows that. So. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. A principality is an over, overlord. It's the, someone that he's, he's the prince over that dominion, over that, his dominion over that region, that area, the prince, the, like the principality over Persia was the Prince of Persia, the principality over Greece was the Prince of Greece. And Daniel, we find these things out. The principalities over your state would take the name of your state and they're going to run it. And then underneath them are little underlings like cities, principality over the city, over the intersection, over the city hall, over the street, whatever it is. And this is how they divide it up in a hierarchy. This is how they manage their territories. And this is why when you come into certain places, you have different feelings and different You know, different spiritual climate or atmosphere because you have different spirits running it against powers. Powers are those things that float around like an atmosphere, like clouds, and they move into communities, they move into school systems, they move into, and they bring powers, bring uh, persuasions of you know, like a like 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 the weather. You know, the mood is set by the weather, kind of. So they bring in sexuality perversions, they bring in uh, witchcraft, they bring in adultery, they bring in addictions, different powers set the climate in different places so the new one gender identity confusion is it was a power it's a power that's swept over and swept into certain areas where it's uh you know if you have pollution it's going to pollute and they're polluting the breath the air the thoughts of those who live there then you have rulers of darkness um those are the high ones who you know bring wick. they I think they rule everywhere in the in the depths and below the earth and all kinds of the darkness, the spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. So Satan has his personality. He has his plot. He knows what he's up to. We don't. We're just like little children in la-la land thinking that we're picking flowers in the forest and these pretty little violets when Satan, the wolves, and the and the bears are circling around us to eat us up and we have nothing except the direction of the Holy Spirit. So we cannot... Fall for the devil's lies.
0: Well, we started out with that first word in First Corinthians, or Second, yeah, First Corinthians, uh, sixteen, yeah. thirteen. Watch, yeah, you know, it means Pay attention. You know, be alert, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um, you know, uh, Peter said, uh, don't believe be everything. Alert, yeah. He said. Be watchful, be alert, um, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring mm-hmm. lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour, devour destroy, And, and that
1: watching, Jesus said it this way. He said, well, there's two things. He said... Don't go by appearance. Don't go by what it looks like. Don't go what about what it makes you feel like. Don't use your soul to discern a spiritual matter because your soul is not spiritual. Your soul is carnal, sold under slavery, sold in, and and programmed by the, the, the experiences of your world, of your of what happened to you. Don't use your soul to discern a spiritual matter. Don't judge making judges based by, on appearances or what it feels like. For crying out loud, get, it doesn't matter what it feels like. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It matters what God says. And that's what Joshua had to know. That's what we have to know. And Jesus is bringing back his kingdom, and he wants us to look, watch. He says, look up for your redemption draws nigh.
0: Yeah, he said, uh, resist him. Resist the enemy. First mm-hmm. uh, Peter five nine resist him steadfast in the faith, yep. knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. So be steadfast in the faith. Resist the devil, James says, and he will flee from you. So we are re- really not to be on the defensive; yeah. Yeah. we're to be on the offensive. Yes, uh, there, and even
1: isn't that funny how God says, "I send them you forth as lambs among wolves." Yeah, and we're supposed to be on the on the offensive. That's pretty amazing. A lamb is on the offensive in a lamb's pack of go
0: after the wolves. <laughs> That's pretty How crazy? about that.
1: That's what God will do.
0: But uh, you know, being alert, being watchful. Uh, the, there's a spirit of slumber and oh, yeah. sleep oh, yeah. and blindness, grogginess, even mm. over many in the yeah. church these days.
1: Well, and it's it's everywhere. It's, it's we can't. We're no match for these nephilim. We're no match for these devils. We're no match. They're over. They're they're oversized. They're over. They're empowered. We are, you know, their ability is beyond us. But we have God. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the angels. Um, but the thing is, people again are falling asleep, uh, becoming um, terrified, becoming disillusioned, becoming uh, dropping out. Don't care because they don't know how else to survive. But that's not really surviving. The second thing Jesus said is, you know, don't just judge by appearance. He says, but look at the fruit. By their fruits you shall know them. We've talked about that before from time to time about discerning the fruit. And when you discern the fruit, that's not judging, that's discerning. Oh, this is rotten. This is a rotten apple. Oh, well, okay, it's rotten then. Am I judging it? No, I'm just discerning what it is. And so um, we have to be able to discern out there when people come with this and that and everything else and a million different versions of everything, and what's good for you and what's not, and you should take this and you'll live and be safe. Did Jesus say to be safe? No, he said, follow me, and I will keep you safe. He said, you know, he will be the refuge and the shelter that we're to run in and be safe, not some uh, proposed, uh, whatever you want to call it, remedy that will actually bring us into complete destruction.
0: In Joshua chapter 1, verse 9 that we read earlier, have I not commanded you, the Lord is speaking to Joshua. Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. The The word dismayed there, there's a temptation among the people of God these days to be dismayed. Well, yeah. Because we see evil multiplied, crazy, insane evil that a lot of people are falling for. And we can say, we can, but what dismay does is it immobilizes, immobilizes.
1: you? Immobilizes, yeah. It, it, and one of the, yeah. and we don't
0: want to be immobilized. Now's the time to mobilize. Okay, not so here's be what the, the thing.
1: what you have to stop doing is setting yourself in front of places and situations, including your television, that cause you to be dismayed. I know we need to be a little bit informed, and that's okay, and we have sources that will help us do that, and God is good to give us those sources. But do not sit down and wa- watch the evening news or the morning news or the Today talk shows. Do not do that. Do They lie. They absolutely lie beyond lie. I, I flipped. We uh, were flipping to, I don't know, YouTube or something, and there was a little NBC snippet of something on there, and within two seconds they told about 12 lies. You, you cannot... Don't. If you're getting dismayed and discouraged and you don't like what you see out there, then get outside. Go barefoot in the grass. Do some grounding. Pick some flowers. Smell the roses. Plant a bush. Uh, praise God. Get back in touch with the Lord God of creation and, and read your Bible. Get back into it. Why well, I don't get anything out of it. Well, I'm too sleepy in the morning. Well, I don't have any time. You know what? Wake up. Y- y- what do you have time to do? If you don't have time to eat and breathe, then you don't have time to live, do you? We got, we've got, and be thankful, folk. He says, think on things that appear lovely, honest, just, and a good report. Build so, your up in the, build yourself up in the Lord.
0: We live in an atmosphere. Jesus said in Matthew twenty four twelve, because iniquity shall abound, lawlessness shall abound the love of many, and some translations say the love of most. Mm-hmm. And this is talking about not just human affection, even though people are without normal human affection in many ways. These it appears, yeah. But he said the word there is the word that we use for agape or a form of agape that means the love of God. In other words, the love of God will grow cold in the people of God because iniquity is abounding. Well, Lawlessness is abounding.
1: Uh, the, yeah, the love of God, the love of God, is the only weapon. However, Satan wants to put cold water on it's the best, most powerful weapon. Love trumps uh, fear and hatred. The love Jesus said in the last days, they will know you are my disciples by one thing, by the by love, love that, that you have, have for one, one for, another. for and, one another. And
0: love is is not just gushy gushy emotions. Words, no, it's, it's actions, words, It's deeds, it's yeah, actions. Mm-hmm. Jesus said. In John, what, fourteen, fifteen, and 21, and uh, John 15, uh, 12 through 14, he said, uh, this is my commandment Pitch. is to love one another. Mm-hmm. And he said, the one who obeys me is the one who loves me. Now think about that. What is love? Love is obeying the Lord. And
1: the obedience is the is the confirmation or the demonstration of your love for God. Yes. And so, you know, sometimes it's not easy to obey, sometimes it goes against your common sense, sometimes it goes against public opinion, sometimes it goes against your family. But you have to give an account to God and here's the deal the truth will set us free and love will heal us. So when we heal us of the pain of the, you know, really seriously, so many people out there are so obnoxious and so out of control and so, you know, unlovable that they're really a challenge to even get past all of that, to just realize there's a real person in there with a soul. We just want to cast them off and say, well, get out of my face. I don't want to do anything, have anything to do with you. But God loved, loved us. And God wants us to know the truth. God wants us to know that the antidote for fear really is love and knowing the truth. And part of that truth is that God is good. God is strong. God is in the midst of us. God goes before us. God leads us into the places of shelter and into the places of the battle to establish victory. And he doesn't lead us there to be defeated he, he brings us to these places to retake territory, and I think we need to understand that in this battle between kingdom, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness, there is a spiritual battle going on. That battle may be being fought out right now in your marriage. It may be the devil wants to claim your marriage, your 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 covenant with one another to take back, to destroy that um, and take away what belongs not to you, not just to you. What was given to you, but belongs to the kingdom of God? That that marriage is a holy place, a sacred place, a place where children are to be brought up and raised in, in the in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Or he may the battle may be in your workplace. The battle may be um, in in standing in the place of being um, shunned or humiliated or pressured into doing certain things that are contrary to the love and will of God. The battle could be in your church, where you see uh, witchcraft. You see the pastors being taken out. You see them being deceived. You see the people being afraid. You see everybody complying with uh, things that are not even edifying or godly or necessary. So the battle could be in any, but this is where the spiritual battles are. They're in your everyday world. It could be in the food you eat. It could be in the enemy trying to deceive you into, you know, compromising what God said to do in terms of eating and taking care of yourself. It could be the battle could be in your soul. Like, I don't even care anymore. I don't care if I live anymore. I don't care. That that battle for your own soul. I mean, the battles between kingdom, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness are everywhere, 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 every minute of the day. Just pay attention and watch and see what God wants to show you.
0: Back to First Corinthians sixteen fourteen. He says, let all that you do be done with love. Let all that you do be done with love. And that is following the Lord. What is the Lord saying to you? Are you going to do what the Lord is speaking to your heart? And and here's an example of this too. This is another area where we need to encourage ourselves in the Lord in these days. Uh, Paul says in uh, 2 Corinthians 12, 15, I will very gladly spend and be sent spent for your souls. Mm-hmm. In other words, he says, I'll, I, I'll, I'll do what I can, pour myself out right. for you, for your soul, for your spiritual well-being. Then he says, though the more abundantly I love you, the less I am loved. Yeah. In other words.
1: That's a challenge the, to love. Here's people another who don't thing. want to be loved or afraid yeah, of love, because, reject love.
0: Because we're to speak the truth in love, and a lot of people are rejecting truth these days. And they reject the truth-tellers.
1: Right. The reason they're doing that is, we've talked about that before, too, is they're mixing up and combining being with behavior so they can't address your bad behavior because then it looks like they're rejecting you as a being. And so we've mixed those two up, but they're separate, and the being is where we're coming from, and the behavior is what Satan wants you to define yourself by.
0: And so those that many now in our day, those that are standing for the truth, that are speaking the truth, the scriptural truth, uh, um, expressing that love mm-hmm. by bringing out the truth are being vilified, attacked. Yeah, but like that's part of the battle. Before. That's just part that's of the battle. That's part of the battle. Yeah, it's no, it's no big deal. That's part of the battle, but... Know who you are. Take courage in the fight yeah. because... They rejected Jesus, mm-hmm. they'll reject you. They hated Jesus, they'll hate you. We're not you, here to win a
1: battle of public opinion and praise from the from the masses. We're here to stand for Jesus Christ and the truth of the, of, of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So it doesn't matter if you're loved or not loved. You love. You do the loving. Don't worry about whether keep, they return it or not. Keep, Jesus keep had loving. to do that.
0: It's because it's the Spirit of God that's in mm-hmm. you. Paul told Timothy, Be strong in the grace that is in Jesus Christ and that favor of God, Mm -hmm. that love of God in you that compels you, that keeps you going, that keeps you encouraged because you know who you are in Christ. Yes, exactly. You know who Christ is. And you know he's coming back. You know he's coming back and you're looking forward to his return. And that's not going to be very long. You're alert to what's going on and you're moving forward with his grace.
1: A lot of people are wasting a lot of time, maybe not wasting, but trying to figure out when he's coming back. He is coming back, and it's going to be shortly, and we want to be busy doing what he's called us to do. So stand fast. Don't cave in. Don't give in to the fear or the pressure or the intimidation. Don't uh, And the cunning arguments and the colorful distractions and the popular narratives, please, for, the, for, for Jesus' sake, be strong in the Lord. Be true to yourself. Be true to the Lord God. And don't walk in this flesh, trying to figure it out with your soul, stand in the spirit, and you'll know that you can know what the spirit says. One more thing, check out at Life Recovery, God on Trial. It's our new audio series, 28 episodes of audio drama, done professionally, um, $2.99 per episode. That's a pretty good deal, if you ask me. And it's going to tell you the story of the war between God and Satan for the souls of men told from the devil's point of view and help us to understand that war that we're in right now in a real way. It's, it's, it's enlightening, it's educational, it's inspirational, and it's entertaining, but it also is filled and packed with the truth from God's Word. So Father, thank you, thank you, thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you. You are God. You sit on the throne. You're not overwhelmed. You're not confused. You knew exactly what was going to happen. You told us all about it. Lord, help us to be encouraged today. May the discouragement that people are being um, attacked by be removed by the sword of your Word, and may they stand up, take that cloak of discouragement off Remove it from them, God. Give them clarity in their eyes to see and ears to hear and to know that they know what's going on. Just wake people up. Wake us up, Lord God, with the revelation of your love and your truth, your power, your presence, and your soon return. Amen. Amen. I
0: have an emergency. What is your location?